Welcome to the Moms Who Create podcast with me, Kelly Heil. In this podcast, I'll be interviewing incredible creatives who are also moms. Motherhood doesn't mean we have to stop making art or stop writing our books. It means that now we have new tiny fans rooting us on. Join me in conversation about doing what we love alongside raising the ones we love. I'm an artist, self-published author, and mom of two daughters. So grab a cup of coffee and let's get talking. This is Moms Who Create, the art of motherhood. If there's something you're passionate about, then you should go for it too. Like carve out an hour out of your day towards that goal. Like do something towards achieving what it is. Start a blog. Like for me, I knew I wanted to be a writer, so I just started a blog. A blog is basically free. You can write. Um, so I would just, I would say step one, if you're not happy in what you're doing, try to figure out what it is you want to do and just make small steps towards it. Today, I'm talking to such an inspiring author, Kathleen Davis. Kathleen is a retired teacher, wife, and mother of three. She has her master's in elementary education and her undergraduate degree in advertising from the University of Florida. She spent much of her teaching career searching for and reading good children's books to her students. She believes the books can allow even small children to see things differently and encourage them to feel safe and loved. She wrote her book Brave in response to her two small children's fears at bedtime. They were not brave, and in fact, they were terrified in waking up throughout the night. She thought there was no way that her children were the only ones dealing with these fears. Brave is meant to help inspire and encourage children to realize there's nothing to fear. They are safe. They are strong. They are loved. They are brave. Enjoy our conversation. Well, hi, Kathleen. It's really nice to meet you. Thank you so much for being on my podcast today. How are you? I am good. I am currently nursing a three-week-old as we speak. So, um, you know, life is good. Life is crazy. But that's, I don't think I would have it any other way. Thank you for having me. Oh, I love it. I love that you're like doing the real life mama thing right now. As we're doing this. And that's like another, another blip of you can do cool things and still be a mom, even like nurse, sitting there yeah. nursing your kid, you know, talking to somebody on the internet. So cool. <laughs> oh, so again, thank you for being on the podcast. Go ahead and just tell me, tell the listeners, tell everybody just about you. I am... 37 years old. I can't believe I'm 37 years old already. And I, um, I started my career always wanting to like do writing. And when I was in college, I kind of like, um, my first major was English. You know, when, when you're not somebody who's like knows from the start, what they want to be in life, you just kind of are like, I'm sure there's are a lot of people who can relate. You just kind of begin college and don't really have any sort of uh, purposeful direction, but I knew I always wanted to write. And, um, so I started as an English major and then I kind of morphed into, um, advertising cause I, I was really, I, I'm really creative, I think. And I, once I got my degree in advertising, I realized, you know, I don't really want to sit at a desk and I don't really want to do like the data collection and marketing side of it. I really wanted to do the creative side of it. And those sort of jobs in advertising are, really hard to get to. And you have to work for like 15 years to get to that point. And I was like, I can't. And at the time I was, um, super involved in volunteering and tutoring kids in underprivileged schools at the university of Florida. And so around Gainesville area and, um, Oh, there's my baby. (laughs) And, um, 
So I had decided after I got my degree that I didn't think I wanted to do advertising. Whoa, you okay? So I... Oh, I love it. I love the sound. I decided to go get um, my master's in elementary education. And I did that at the University of Florida. And then I was a teacher for 10 years. And then I had my son. And I fully planned. I was I was kind of in administration at that point in, in my life. And I um, loved my job so much. But I had my son. And I couldn't bear the idea of going to work and having someone else take care of him. Yeah. Especially with my salary that I was making as a teacher. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be giving away half my salary to daycare. Like, and I'm not going to raise my son and somebody else will be raising him. Like it's one thing if I'm making, you know, six figures plus and then I'm letting someone else take care of him. I'm going to be making like nothing. And then I missed out on his. So I decided to stay home. It was really difficult. It was probably a mistake that first year because that first year was like, I really love my job and it was, he was a colic baby and it was really hard. Mm. So then I kind of decided as I was, I, I would go out and I would take him out and, um, you know, my, my world was upside down and I would see other parents, new parents. And, um, I would say like, Oh my gosh, like, how do you do this? And maybe they had like two or three kids and they would be like, Oh, I don't know. We just, isn't parenting such a blessing. It's so wonderful. We just love it. And in my head, I was thinking like, no, this is awful. What did I do? Like, I'm, this was a mistake. I shouldn't have, ha- I mean, I can't do this. But then that, um, that kind of evolved into me starting a blog, um, called the unperfect mom, because I just felt like everybody else I was talking to was like loving parenting and having such a wonderful time at it. And I was not, and I couldn't have been the only parent out there, but it, it felt like I was. Yeah. So, um, that blog kind of became like my outlet of everything I was doing wrong and messing my kid up and like, am I holding them too much? Am I letting them get too much TV time? I'm doing this wrong. I'm doing this wrong. Everything I'm doing that's wrong. Uh, then I had my daughter a few years later, um, who is now four and, um, realized that I wasn't doing everything wrong. She was a perfectly normal baby who slept perfectly normal hours and ate like a perfectly normal child. And I was like, this is why people have multiple children. Like because of babies like this, because she's a joy and she sleeps all day and she's so easy. And then fast forward a few years and now my daughter was like two or three and my son was like four and she was three, she was three. My son was five and they started to go through sleep regression and we're waking me up throughout the night. And I was sleeping. Like I had a newborn baby. One would wake up. And then a few hours later, the other one would wake up oh, keep choking. And then, um, I couldn't take it. I wasn't sleeping. They weren't sleeping. And that's kind of how I became a children's book author. So I could not find a book that would help them feel safe and help them feel comforted. Everything that I found was kind of driving home that there was a monster under the bed or there's a monster in the closet and nothing was showing them triumphant over these monsters or that there's nothing to be afraid of. And that these monsters are, um, you know, acknowledging their fears, but also showing them overcoming them. So I I knew as a teacher, I was, uh, I, I focused on reading and writing And so I knew exactly what I would want in a book. I I knew the literary elements that I would want that if I was a teacher, I would be able to teach on. 
And so one night I just sat down and, and wrote my first book and it was um, called Brave and it's based on um, Dean and August, my two little kiddos, um, just being, not being afraid and kind of working together and being superheroes um, that are overcome the monsters and aren't scared. And, and that's kind of my, my like evolution of how I became an author. And I, I feel like I, I wanted to start at the beginning because I feel like it was always this like plan that God had. It was always this organic process um, from the beginning when I was an English major to just kind of finding what it was I was passionate about and getting there now that I'm 37 years old. I think the thirties is when you really kind of find yourself in a way. Yeah. Like I thought it was the twenties and I like back and I'm like, definitely not. <laughs> no, you start to feel kind of old, right? You're like, Oh, I should know. Definitely. I should have done this a while ago. Or oh, I should have known this. I wish I would have done this when I was 21, you know, something like that. But it's not like, it's just the process of finding yourself. And I yeah. found that in my thirties. And I think you found that with the children's books. I've talked to other moms on this podcast who have kind of done the same thing. It's like, okay, my child has this issue. And other children have this and I can't find a book about it or I find a book about it, but it's not like, you know, a a resolution at the end or, um, something like that. So they, you guys like create a book about it. And I just think that's a lot of work. You know, I mean, I have one book. It's not like solving a problem. It was just a cute story. I thought of, Yeah, I think it's so cool when you guys have this like problem and you want your kids to have a book about it or like learn about it and you just create it and you make it and you put it out in the world. Yeah. it's so amazing that you guys, well, it's so amazing you. that you did that. Thanks. Yeah. I feel like, so on my Instagram, um, my Instagram is at Kathleen Davis, at Kathleen Davis books. Yeah. I think <laughs> I can't remember anything. You know, when you're not sleeping at night, things are, things are oh, always cloudy. It's <laughs> you're doing great. But on my Instagram, I will constantly be interviewing authors and they say the same thing as you had just mentioned. Um, I'll, I'll ask them like, how did you come up with the idea? And it is always, we had this problem. I had this issue or I had this, this thing I noticed, you know, something that people are just trying to fix or help in the world. Um, and even your book, which I'm sure was something that even though it's a cute little story, I'm sure you got it from a noticing that you wanted to, to bring forth. Yeah. Mine was, I actually went to when my daughter was small before my second one was born, we would go to these art museums and, uh, we went to this one and we went to Cleveland, Ohio and we went to this coffee shop beforehand and we just had such a good time. And like, I was just taking pictures and I just like, was like, Oh, this would kind of be like a cute book. So like part, there's like one page in my book where it's, um, these like three coffee cups, like two big ones, then a little one, it was just milk. But it was like the coffee shop we went to before and I took a picture of it and I was like, I just drew it. So that's where it kind of came from. Just like a really fun day with my daughter. So I guess everything has some sort of inspiration, even if it's just a cute story, you know? So I self-published also, um, which for people who don't know, self-publishing is when you don't get a major um, publishing house to pick up your book, which is very difficult. I have, I, I self, so I self-published my first book, Brave, and when I was creating it, this book about my children's fears and everything, I just kind of thought like, oh, I'll, I'll get this out there. It'll all be perfectly edited. I'll get an illustrator. I'll create this. I'll sell it in hard copy, soft copy, and it will just sell. Like, I don't, I'm not really able to do much. Like, it's just going to go. That is not the case. Definitely not. <laughs> so once you actually get the book in your hands, if you're self-publishing, that is truly when the work begins. That is when you have to like, if you want to sell it, you got to sell it. And it, and it, and it's truly never ending. So for, um, 
I wrote a second book and it's coming out in the spring, but for the second one, I worked so hard again for people who don't know. Um, if you want to get a publisher, you have to do what's called queries where you send out your text to publishers or to actually to agents who know that big publishing houses and then the agents um, kind of represent you and trying to get you a publisher. So I decided, oh gosh, around June. So my book came out December of, of not this, not 2021, 2020. So I decided I was going to give myself the first six months to market it. And then the second six months, I was going to try to get a publisher for my second book. So I worked for six months on trying to get a publisher or trying to get an agent to get a publisher for my second book. And, um, as of this past December, still did not get one. And I'm like, you know what? I, I, I know what to do. I know how to do it. So I'm self-publishing now my second book and I'm going to go through all this craziness again. There's nothing wrong with self-publishing. I mean, it's just you doing all the work instead of <laughs> somebody else doing all the work. And I think it's even more admirable. So I think, I think so. Um, and then, you know, I, I've done so much research about it and have spoken to people who actually got picked up by publishers and stuff. And, you know, my first thing that I say to them is like, I don't want to carry the, the weight of marketing it. Like I'm happy to do whatever else, but I don't want to carry the weight of marketing. And the first thing that they say is, the publisher's not going to really help you with that. They're not, the agents don't really help you with that unless you get like the big giant, like, you know, the, the main ones, um, you still have to market it. And that's when I kind of was like, well, then why am I going to give my book away and let somebody else have total control of it? If I'm still going to have to do all the work, then I may as well do all the work and, and, and own it for myself. Um, so, so yeah. And I, and I think self-publishing, is a good way to go, but you definitely have to be committed to selling it and getting it out there. You do. You do. But I feel like after your first one, it might get kind of easier because you know, you know how to, you know, the process of creating it, getting it into stores too, you know, for like Amazon, if you go that route or Barnes and Noble, even Target, all of that. I'm excited you have a second book coming out. I didn't know that. Do you want to, do you want to tell any information? Yeah, sure. So my second book, I don't really have a set title yet. That's the one thing that I'm like, it's going to be illustrated and finished in like three or four weeks. So I need to get a title, a definite title. But um, the original title was going to be Angel Feathers. It might be Feathers from Above. Um, I'm not, you know, like I said, I'm not 100%, but it is. So my kids would... Um, or still do, we'll find feathers on the ground and we'll say, Oh, my guardian angel must have visited me oh. and they must be nearby. And so I, um, I decided I wanted to write it on that, um, about, you know, kids and, and another book kind of like based on, on, on supporting kids and, um, helping them feel like they're safe and, um, so this story is a little bit different. It doesn't really have like a giant plot to it. It's more just like there's an angel with you. They are always going to be guarding and protecting you. Bad things are still going to happen. Um, but your angels are going to be there. Your guardian angel will be there to help you through those things and, and how your guardian angels are directly from God. And, and it's just another little story to help kids feel like we can go through this crazy life <laughs> or adults, um, kids or adults. I actually thought about making it an adult book, like a coffee table book. Because <laughs> I 
really should. That like reminder right now, especially with just all the craziness in this world. Yeah. That, like you got somebody watching your back, God and angel. And even if bad stuff happens, like they're still with you and, and, and they're going to guide you through this. So, oh. so that's the second book that will be coming out in spring. Yeah. So if you haven't heard, the Moms Who Create Journal is here. I am so excited to share this with you all. I've created this journal for you to fill with your project ideas, whether you're a writer, artist, entrepreneur, musician, or just a creative of any kind. If you're listening to this podcast, I guarantee that this journal is for you. With over 100 blank pages to plan your dreams, here's a space for your creativity to take flight. Go to momswhocreate.com slash journal for more information. Available now on Amazon. I'm definitely going to get that for my daughter. I have a four, my four-year-old, she's very um, sensitive and very, very emotional. It's not a bad thing, but she's just very empathetic. You know, things affect her pretty intensely. So I feel like that book, she would just like want to read it all the time. Just, I feel like it would be really comforting, you know, even yeah, to that's a kind of cool. I, I have one of those kids too. My, my little boy who's six years old is I've never seen a more sensitive child ever in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, those kids, kids who are like that, they just feel everything. They feel everything in this earth. They feel other people's sadness and it's, it's difficult. Life is a little bit more difficult for them when they're children. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Four-year-old little girl who is just this rough and tough, you know, don't mess with me. She's, she doesn't feel other. She's like slap you in the face and be like, you're fine. <laughs> you know, very How could we have kids that are so opposite? My two-year-old, I mean, she's two, so she acts like a two-year-old, but she'll, she'll like just look at you and smile and, you know, then just like slap you in the face yeah. and then no. just run away. And I'm like, what? Why? Yeah, that's, Why my, that's my little girl. <laughs> um, I'm also going to get your current book, Brave, because my daughter also, she talks about monsters lately. I think I shouldn't have let her watch Monsters, Inc. Because she's not like yeah. scared of monsters. Yes. Now. She's like, oh, look, there's a closet. There very well could be right. a monster. Yes. And that was the problem we were having too, was like that kind of stuff. Like yeah. that's the kind of stuff I could find to like help with your kids' fears. But that was like just driving it home. And, um, and things like that are what we're putting those images into their heads too. Like it, it, it doesn't take much and your kid might not necessarily even have nighttime fears. And then all of a sudden they'll see like, Oh my gosh, there was like a Geico commercial once with like the ghost in the attic and my kids saw it and they were like, for the next like two weeks, couldn't even sleep. Like it can be the tiniest little thing and it can come and it can go too. Like my son has been fine. And then again, a few weeks ago, he told me before we went to, he went to bed, mom, so-and-so in my class was talking about this baby doll that they have in their bedroom that comes to life and talks to them (laughs) and then you know it just starts all over again so nighttime fears are a very real thing and they are something that I feel like 90% of parents 
will go through in whether it's a prolonged thing in their life or just a one night thing or week long thing. But I feel like eventually it's all it's going to hit you at some point. It's true. I mean, think about adults. I love true crime stuff. I like the shows, <laughs> documentaries, podcasts. I, I love all the true crime, but sometimes it affects me. So yeah. I'll, you know, I'll be laying in bed at night and I'll be like, what? Was what if there's a murder on my front porch right now? Yeah. Or like but, in the shower and you're like moving the shower curtain every like 30 seconds. Like yeah. I remember in college doing that and being like, am I, am I safe? Am I good in here still? <laughs> or washing, washing your face. I remember when I was like a teenager and I was home alone, I'd be washing my face and I would be like, there's somebody behind me. Yes. And I would like open my eyes with soap and like punch and be like, oh gosh, why am I doing this? <laughs> yes. Well, and, and then you think like, you know, we're grown adults and we go through that. Kids go through that too. So, uh, uh, and they can't handle, they don't know how to process those emotions. Even if we can't a hundred percent process them, then, you know, these four or five, six year olds absolutely yes. can't either. So they, they need can't. these books, these books, yeah. so many books are so powerful. They really are. And they can help from emotions to, you know, learning letters and words. Everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, just, just to like drive home that like you're safe in my book, brave. Um, I ended it the last two pages, the, the one page has, um, the Bible verse, Isaiah 41, 10, do not fear for I am with you. Because, you know, even like when I would go into my kid's room and, and be like, you're fine, you're safe, like everything is fine. And they would be like, but, but we're not fine. You know, so I could, I, at the, at the end of the night, I could just be like, well, I am not here, but God is with you and you are safe. And no matter what you, no matter what your fear is in the end, God is with you and God has you. And then the other, um, the final page in my book is like a mantra page that says like, the only thing it says is I am brave. I am safe. I am loved. I am brave. Um, just so it's like the, the one, the final thing that it can say before they go to bed and as, as a little reminder or as an adult <laughs> yeah. needs to say it. I like that you added that at the end. Cause I know for my four-year-old specifically, if I read that as like the last thing, maybe before she went to sleep, she would lay there and just, I guess how her brain works. She would like repeat that in her head. And I, yeah. I would hear her be like, I brave you. Like, yeah. That's, and you know, I've had, I've had multiple kids at like book signings, um, have come up to me who have purchased my book and they'll walk up it, and they'll have it memorized and say it to me because I, I mean, it is meaningful to them. So yeah. But yeah, if you have a, and, and even if you have a kid that doesn't have nighttime fears, it's just a sweet short. Yeah. Is, you know, and re- reassurance, even if they don't have fears. That's right. And, and nothing is, nothing is worse in the end of having a, like a nighttime read aloud. That's like 10 minutes long. And you're like, I just want to go to bed. <laughs> so nice, short, sweet, read aloud. No, oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay. So I want to hear how you balance your writing life, uh, author life, you know, you're promoting this, you're self-published. So you do everything yourself and you do have two older, well, older, yeah. uh, four and six, yep. four year old, a six year old. And now you have, she's three, three weeks old. Yeah. I, weeks I wish old. everybody listening could like see what I'm saying. <laughs> so cute on your shoulder. Uh, um, so how do you, are you balancing it all? And then what is some advice that you would give 
two moms listening that either want to like start writing a book, maybe they have an idea that they want to do, or they're in the middle of it, or they just feel like, um, uh, I have one kid, two kids, three kids, 10 kids, you know, like that's just not possible for me right now. What it totally is possible. I mean, depending on your situation. So how do you balance it? And how would you help another mom follow their passion as well? So I would say, first of all, whatever it is that you are passionate about, I would say you need to just go for it in one way, in one, in one platform or another. And I I mean, life is hard. People have to pay bills. You know, you might still have to go to your job, wherever it might be, you know, cleaning windows or, um, wherever, whatever your job is. I'm not saying like, you know, we need to quit our jobs and, and just go, go and accomplish your dreams because that's not realistic. Like we still have life. We still have bills to pay. Um, but I also think that if you are, if there is something you are passionate about, then you should go for it too. Like carve out an hour out of your day towards that goal. Like do something towards achieving what it is. Start a blog. Like for me, I knew I wanted to be a writer. So I just started a blog. A blog is basically free. You can write, Um, so I would just, I would say step one, if there's some, if you're not happy in what you're doing, try to figure out what it is you want to do and just make small steps towards it. Um, because, because you can, you can do something, you can do something. And I think that's always is the hardest step actually is, is starting. Um, but then once you get started, it just, it's just this downhill, like it's easy because you're doing what you love to do. Then, um, you had said about juggling life with three kids. So when I first started and I wrote brave, I, um, as I had just said, I think starting is the first, first, the hardest step. I was terrified to like tell people that I wanted to become a writer. I I was afraid of what people would say and what my family would say. Like, why, why, why are you going to do this now? Like you're a grown adult. Why are you going to, you know, you don't need to be doing this now. Um, which of course people don't think that those are your own like fears and self doubts that you have. Right. But that was the hardest step for me was just trying to put myself, putting myself out there really amongst my family, um, and, and letting them know this is what I wanted to do. Um, but once I did that, once I told my husband and once I told my family, of course, everyone was like super supportive, but I, I was also, as far as like maintaining how do I accomplish like my kids and work? I was very passionate about this. I, once I started, I knew this was what I wanted to do. I knew I loved it. I knew this was something that like I was meant to be doing. And so I was just relentless with work. I, I was homeschooling my son because it was COVID. It was, it was his kindergarten year and I decided to homeschool him when I wrote it and, and started marketing. So I would literally be like sitting on his bed with homeschool stuff and be like writing a marketing letter at the same time as I was trying to homeschool him. Oh, and he'd be like, mom, mom, mom. I, I remember him like vividly being like, is this right? Is this right? And I was like writing a paragraph about marketing. Um, so I think, I think step one, you have to, you have to decide you want to, what you want to do and take small steps. I think step two is you have got to work your tail off. If you want to be successful in life with anything, regardless of what it is, you really do have to be the hardest worker. You have to just, you have to be a hundred percent devoted to doing it and, and giving it whatever it is that you can give it. Otherwise, if you just do it halfway, that's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be a halfway accomplishment. So then I would, you know, I would, I would work as much as I could during the day. I mean, I would work like if I had, my kids had 
were on their iPad for 10 minutes. I was on my computer and I was working for 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, my kids would go to bed and then I would be up until 11, 12, one o'clock in the morning doing more stuff because that was my time. And, mm-hmm. and I, and I really wanted to try to not take away from my kids and get this done. So a lot of the nights were late, um, for those first couple of months, but it was doable and it was only doable because I was passionate about it. And because I was passionate about it, I was willing to put in the hard work. Yeah. Um, Everybody wants to start out when they start something, they want to start out at the end goal. Like I want to create a book and then they see like all the steps to doing it. It takes a while to, you know, then once you write it and you send it off, you know, making sure it looks right and the format and you go mm-hmm. through steps. So, so many people give up in that process or like, no, this is too much work or it's going to take too much time or you do have to keep going. My husband always says stick to it. Yeah. You have to, it's yeah. not going to be easy, but if you really want it bad enough, you just have to see it through to the end and then you're going to yeah. be so proud of yourself. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that is the, the that's why you have to be like, I really want this. I really want this. And I'm, and I'm not going to let myself fail or, and you know what? And if I fail, that's okay too. As long as I know I gave it my all, like if I'm going to fail because I decided to just not work hard, that's one thing. And I am going to feel like a failure, but if I'm going to fail and I gave it everything I wanted to give it and I still fail, I'm okay with that. Me personally. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, it's been so wonderful talking to you today, and especially with your newborn on your Yeah, your I hope everybody can horrible. hear through the like me burping the baby and her screaming. <laughs> no, it's perfect. And it shows real life too. And it's amazing. Um But so, thank you for having me. I I really enjoyed talking to you, Kelly. Yeah, this has been fun. Go ahead and tell everybody where they can find your book. You can find Brave on Amazon. If you just go on Amazon and you type in Brave by Kathleen Davis, it'll pop right up. And or Barnes and Nobles, Target, you can go online Target, but Amazon's probably the easiest way to find it. If you're local to Nashville or the Franklin area, it's in virtually every local bookstore over here too. So you can just pop into any of them. Um, and then on Facebook, it's brave dot brave the book dot KD. That's what it is. Brave the book dot KD. And, um, Instagram is at Kathleen Davis books. Cool. And then, um, I have a website, Kathleen com. I periodically write, I have a, you know, I kind of, it's a website where you can, there's resources about my book and there's coloring pages for my book. Um, but I also do like blog posts about being an author, being an author and being a mom, releasing books. Mm. Um, so if you just see and want to read, you can go on that too. I will put all of your information in the show notes and have it all there. So people can click and go check out your book and everything and, and order it. It's very needed for some people. Maybe they're looking for a book like that, that has a resolution at the end. That's like, don't be scared. You know, right. like instead of just, ah, oh, there's a monster. And then they just like punch him and go back to sleep or something. Yeah. I feel like a lot of them are like that. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I do hope it will help. And, um, and if you are on Instagram and you are experiencing those sort of things and you purchase the book, please send me your pictures of your kiddos and you reading it. I love to post, um, you know, people and, and like their success stories or just like them enjoying reading to their kid because that's great too. So, um, so yeah, find me, please find me, talk to me. I'd love to chat. 
Well, thank you so much for being here today, Kathleen. I had a great time talking to you and learning about your book and then just you and how you balance, balance it all, balance mom life with these three kids and having an awesome writing life as well. Well, thank you. you. I appreciate it. And we'll have to do this again. We'll have to do it again when my, um, when my second book comes out and we'll see how that all goes. Oh, for sure. And then your baby will be a little bit older by then. And Oh yeah. And I can be like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I literally have like 30 seconds a day to get work done. <laughs> but we'll, see. well, it's okay to rest too. Remember rest is also productive right. when you I need to rest with that baby. Yes. I, you know, we're all like, you know, you can do it, but don't forget, especially when you have a newborn rest is also being productive right. because you have right. to, you have to reset yourself too. Yeah. So well, thank you, Kathleen. You're amazing. And thank, thank you, you for the podcast today. Connect with me on Instagram at Moms Who Create Podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next week.